The lesson in this episode is important to artists of all genres, even though these specifics orbit around country music. In a TikTok post on August 29th, Bobby Bones calls out the record industry spouting the truth about number ones on the radio. It's all politics. Bones says the labels trade them like baseball cards. This is true, but the real story is much, much deeper and much, much more important for you. That's what we're going to get into. Stay tuned in this episode to find out what's going on. Welcome to the club! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you get ahead in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need to move forward here. Nobody's going to do it for you. You're going to have to prove to them that your art and that your work ethic has value, has momentum. That's why we called it the CLIMB, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's a Baxter name from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. He's an award-winning hit songwriter. You might have heard of him. Got cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones last year in Southern Gospel. Working on a couple more this year. We'll see how that goes, but I have faith in the man. <laughs> and what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and on the regular, he's going to connect you with the pros to complete the last part of that equation is once you're competitive, you need relationships, and that's how you're going to get in the game. This is what Brent does on a regular basis. You can find him at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny. D. Crazy. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This week has been bananas already. It's been bananas. And it just got more bananas. And I'm excited to go to Denmark. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing some cool stuff over there. Which, Lord willing, we land today. Yeah, right. So as this drops, hopefully we're not dropping anywhere. Uh, Hopefully we're landing softly. Thanks for pointing that out. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We'll land today. We'll land today before it drops, right? Because no. Who knows, dude? I don't know the time. For, that's too much math for me right now. Yeah. We're, shoot, we're shooting and, and recording at night because we're trying to stack up some episodes before we go, which means I got a cocktail that I'm having. So you know what we're going to learn today? That I was reading a, I don't know if it's a follow-up or sort of breakdown or sort of opinion on the Bobby Bones kerfuffle and everything mm-hmm. that happened on TikTok with him. So for those of you who don't know, who aren't familiar with country music, Bobby Bones, I think is arguably one of the biggest DJs on the planet. Mm-hmm. I believe his show is syndicated in at least 80 markets, right? So he's not just a local DJ. He is, he can break artists. Oh yeah. He has a lot of power. There's a lot going on. And he had some very, oh, let's just call them provocative comments mm-hmm. <laughs> about the music industry that are largely true. And then I'm going to read, and so we're going to comment on this article that came out in Saving Country Music about those comments. But mm-hmm. there's so much more beneath that on several levels that this is going to be a mind-blowing episode. Because when I mm-hmm. read this, I was like, well, this, like, this line – Oh, my Atlanta, this line. Oh, my Atlanta. Like, everybody needs to hear all this stuff and mm-hmm. sort of break it down and see it through our lens, Brent. So that's what that's we're right. going to do. Cool. Excellent. Right. So before we do that, let's get into some quick business here. As always, we're super proud to be a part of the American Songwriter Magazine's podcast network. If you've been a longtime climber, a lot of you have been, please check out some of these other episodes on, mm-hmm. on the podcast network there. It's americansongwriter.com forward slash podcast. Some great stuff there. And if you discovered us through the podcast network and through American Songwriter Magazine, hey, welcome to The Climb. We'd love to have you. That's right. Join The Climb community. It is 
facebook.com forward slash the climb community. This is a small, but I mean, we're not teeny tiny. We're four figures, right? We got, you know, over a thousand people in this community, but everybody's active. Everybody's communicating. Everybody's talking back and forth, commenting and posting stuff. We got places for you to post your wins, places for you to post your gigs, places for you to ask questions. Hey, about this promotion thing or that promotion thing or hook up with another songwriter. That's what this whole thing is about. We're here for you. And we got some new wins, Brent. That, that- oh, my goodness. Do we have some wins? This is, this, these are some beautiful wins that just do my heart some good. So first one's from Sunday Joe Graham. She says, I got the demo back with the song titled Challenge Song. I think I'll buy myself flowers. So mm. y'all look it up. Basically, it was one that was sent in and she ended up writing the song with Patrick Adams, Brad Hacker, and Chris Discarino, some other climbers. Basically, they heard the same thing as like the request. They heard it, song title challenge. They reached out and like, let's write this sucker. So they wrote it. They <laughs> got the demo back. Yes. Says she got a demo that's back. That's happening a lot these days. That, that's just becoming you know kind what, of a regular thing. You know I'm what it is? Because it. it's the community. They're in the Facebook group. They know Sunday Joe. They've seen her around. And then when they hear the song and see the potential of it on the song title challenge, you're like, hey, Sunday. Because they know how to get a hold of her because we got a community going, right? That's why it's called The Climb that's Community. That's true. There's relationships happening there. Mm, that's right. Boom. So oh. she also got a demo back from a song she wrote with Brad Hacker and Gary Schwenke, maybe, called You Surround Me. But in the finish, she nice. touches on two great songs I wrote with Tracy Richardson. A lot of climbers mentioned in this. Tracy is the one that sent in the request that I ended up writing with her. And Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. So I knew I, I recognized that name. Awesome. Yep. She says co-writing is awesome. And the next comment, other than other people congratulating her, the next comment under there's from Patrick Adams. He says, to elaborate on Sunday Joe Graham's post a little bit, the key is we have community. This climb community uh-huh. is your resource for collaborative partnership. Reach out to one another and see what can happen. It may not spark every time, but making connections and attempting to make progress can only help all of us in the process. So many awesome folks here. I tell others about it all the time when they ask my success is a direct byproduct of the connections I've started here in this community. Into our song, I think I'll buy myself flowers. As you know, Sunday had the idea and sent it to John Dwinnell and song title challenge. He gave to Brent Baxter and they did an episode. Go check it out. I agree. He said, I reached out to Sunday about a co-write with the Amigos, which is Chris Tiscarino and Brad Hacker. Well, it was on. We did our own song title challenge and decided what way we can make something different and unique, maybe from a man's perspective, question mark. Then it snowballed. So many great lyrics and ideas. I tell you, the talent my co-writers leaves me in awe. They are the best, and I learn from every time. Anyway, we have a song that I feel very proud to have played a part in. These guys are aces. You can't beat them. So go check out the song under my profile on songwritingpro.com and listen for yourself. Signed, One Proud Writer. Oh, my God. I love that. And and by the way, so Sunny Joe and Patrick and, and that whole team there, yeah. like, post a song, don't post a song. That's up to you. I respect whatever that decision is. But you have to send it to me. I want to hear it. And so does Brent. If it's a private thing, we will keep it private. But darn it. We want to get in on it. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Go back and check out the song under his profile at Songwriting Pro. So songwritingpro.com, you look for Patrick Adams, and I oh, guess you can there, find the song. Yes. That, okay. So can we post that book. link in the climb community then? Is that uh, cool? Yeah, just on my website. We've got to find okay. it. And uh, we can post it. Heck yeah. So, awesome. So, so there you go. Wins. Join the climb community, guys. A lot going on here. This is not a sullen sort of non-existent community that just has the big numbers on the facade. It, it, these are real people making real relationships and, and doing real things. And we want you to be a part of it. Make sure you, you share the podcast, leave a rating review and tell somebody about it. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Like we love that you share posts and podcast episodes and everything like that. But when you tell somebody what you're feeling and why this is making a difference to you, they're going to hop on to, and it's going to take you a couple of times. They're going to hear it probably seven times. Maybe, right? <laughs> Before you think so. Not for nothing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so let's get into this guys. This whole rabbit hole I went down just really blew my mind and then started to absolutely as if you didn't know it was going here reinforce things that we have been talking about for years mm-hmm. now on the podcast but now it's getting pressed now it's coming out things are starting to come unraveled and i want you to be on top of it i want you to know this supports song title challenge this supports video content challenge mm-hmm. This supports so many episodes that we've done together, Brian. Oh, my goodness. Um, I saw the Bobby Bones thing. I think somebody else had posted it and tagged me in it or something. And yeah. watching it, I was like, I would not be surprised if this ends in like an ad for Daredevil production because it was 
right. I was like, oh, he's been drinking the Kool-Aid. He's from the mothership. This is like Johnny is going to be able to cut glass when he hears this. This is like uh, it, all it, what we've been talking about. Like Cutting glass. Cutting glass yeah. right now, sir. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, not only is Bobby Bones a proud Arkansan and have a sweet Arkansas tattoo on his arm and woo pig sueys like I do, he's a, from the other mothership, too. He's from the Razorback mothership. And the new music business mothership. I love That's him. right. He's telling him how it is. That's right. So let's kind of get into this. So this article that I have, there's been a bunch that have been written about this, guys. But this is particularly from SavingCountryMusic.com. And the title of the article, I already posted in the Clown Community, actually. We'll post it on the show notes. Mm-hmm. Bobby Bones draws ire for saying the quiet part out loud. That's the title. So it says, look, we all know the country music mainstream radio carousel system of number one hits is manipulated behind the scenes to ensure major label artists get their fair share of exposure through what's nothing more than a promotional arm of the industry. Let that sink in. That's true promotional arm, right? Mm -hmm. And we also know that country music's major award shows like the CMAs and the ACMs are addled with block voting and horse trading that doesn't always nominate and award the artists songs and albums that are most deserving, but whose labels are looking to push for a given season, Mm. right? Who's on the bill to get pushed, right? At this point, even saying all of this stuff feels so incredibly trite. These were the observations of a site like Saving Country Music. They would harp on ad nauseum a decade ago. Now it's just taken as a given by everybody. Like we all know this is nothing new. Okay, which is why there's so much more depth to this story. So hang in there. Okay, Mm. it goes without saying. In fact, the author says, I can remember back in 2011 when longtime country music broadcaster Jimmy Carter, now not the former president, caused a stir when he said Carrie Underwood was systematically getting screwed over by the ACMs. I remember that article, by the way. Hmm. His quote was Miranda Lambert. Is she the most popular act in country music? I don't think so. I think she's gotten the most publicity because the machine is behind her, Jimmy Carter said at the time. Is she more popular than Carrie Underwood, who didn't get a nomination at all? It's crazy political, right? So you've got a big wig in here saying this kind of stuff. And by the way, he's not saying that Miranda's not a good artist. Right. He's not making a comment on the music. Is she more popular than Carrie Underwood? Has she sold more records than Carrie Underwood at that time? Because, by the way, that comment happened in 2011. That was the first year that Spotify came to America. So we're not even talking about streams here, guys. Mm. Okay? Let that sink in for a little bit because that's crazy, too. Mm -hmm. So now, the biggest radio personality in mainstream country, this is by far an accurate statement, okay? The grandiose and bespectacled Bobby Bones, who is always laboring to be the undivided center of attention, took to TikTok to say the quiet part out loud and is now drawing the ire of many in the music industry. Now, first, is there anything more Bobby Bones than addressing some issue through the medium of TikTok like a 14-year-old girl participating in a dance challenge? Which a dance challenge, he would probably win because he did win Dancing with the Stars. And so that's a rip on that, definitely. <laughs> and you know what? This is part of the three-dimensionality of what we're going to talk about here, not mm-hmm. for nothing, okay? And it didn't have anything to do, like, I'm, I promise you, I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I'm Bobby Bones. I'm just going to talk about facts and what people are doing, and we're going to get down into that rabbit hole. Okay? Yeah, it ain't about like, the messenger, yeah. That's right. Either way, on August 29th, Bones posted a TikTok video with him saying this. Here's the quote. Here's the truth about number one songs. It's politics. They trade them like baseball cards. A record label will talk to another record label and go, okay, I'll give you this number one on this date. You give me that number one on that date. Which really, it just should be the song that's the most wanted, the most listened to, the song that the people demand. And so when you hear someone talk about a number one song, I would say half of them aren't legitimate number one songs. Now, they have to be good to get into the top 10. There's a lot of research done on these songs. But when it gets to being a number one song, it's people going, okay, I'll give you this, you give me that. And it's everybody trying to create as many number ones as possible because everything's the same. I'm going to repeat that. It's everybody trying to create as many number ones as possible because everything's the same. Everybody gets a participation trophy at number one. 
For example, a Luke Combs song could be number one for 10 weeks, but because of politics, the label will go, ah, let's let somebody else get that spot, and they'll move Luke Combs to number two, and he'll sit there for a few weeks. The same thing with, like, Amira Morris. That's the end of the quote, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, again, what he said was basically true, and everybody knows it, Mm -hmm. and everyone who knows anything about country music knows it so inherently. They know this so deeply that if myself or someone else in the media had said something similar, people would roll their eyes and tune out because at this point they're insanely exhausted. They're just overhearing about it because they know it's true. I mean, for years I've been hearing artists talk about in different interviews and different stuff. Like you can tell the difference between one that runs up and runs down or one the label got to number one and a true like fan push number one. You can see the difference as an artist. (laughs) Morgan won. (laughs) Sorry. What that does to your fan base, like when it's real versus somewhat manufactured. Like I've heard quotes like that for years from artists. This is nothing new. Like they can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan Wallen, the real deal. That's, yeah, that's a real fan base. A real fan base. Like it or not, that's real. Real number ones, right. No matter yeah, what you think it, about them. Wasn't all based on radio airplay. We know that. Yeah. yeah. Not at certain points. That's true. Granted, Bobby Bones isn't 100% correct about this. He's probably being a little hyperbolic for effect. But there is still some public sentiment that does, that does weigh into radio decisions, right? What people think about a song certainly weighs on radio decisions. We saw that going back to Morgan Wallen where he's back on the radio now after all of that kerfuffle that happened with him, the people spoke and said, you know what? They've decided to forgive him and they want to hear his music again. And they spoke with their pocketbooks too, right? Oh yeah. Putting up billboards, like countless billboards. I don't know how many they did in many different markets, right? Then well, and moving team. him up the billboard, like sales charts, like keeping yeah. him at number one for a while. Ever. On a double record, for crying out loud. Like, amazing. This author says, the crux of what Bobby said is true. Then, and I'm going to start to get into my take on this here in in just a second, guys. But I want to cover everything that's said here because there's so much going on. Then in a separate TikTok that has since been deleted, Hmm. Bobby Bones made the same basic and banal observations about country music's award shows. Here's the quote. Let's say you work for record label A which is 3,000 people that work there, and they have an artist up for Entertainer of the Year. And record label B has 250 people that work there, and they have an artist up for Entertainer of the Year. Well, that record label A, what they do is organize everybody to block vote. So those thousands of votes go to their artists, and then record label B, that doesn't have near the number of workers and voters are kind of screwed unless somehow they get votes from everybody else, right? Unless they have a bigger actual fan base mm-hmm. but block voting is done in the award shows and it's not illegal yeah. that's the end of the quote so again this is essentially true the author says and everybody knows it just like the radio observation it's a bit boiled down he said for example the cmas have a, such a wide and diverse voting body it's harder for voters to vote in block to guarantee the outcomes they wish and that's one of the reasons we th- saw things like so essentially saying this is proven by Chris Stapleton surprisingly winning all of the big awards in 2015 and acts like Jason Isbell and the Highway Women get even nominated mm-hmm. when they're not even on the radio, right? Yeah. The ACM awards are really the ones where such voting shenanigans are pervasive. This is where it gets kind of gross. And the ACMs are the awards the the legendary Jimmy Carter was talking about above in 2011. But once again, he circles back and says, but Bobby Bones is pretty much right about this, okay? So he's not, not off his rocker. Right. But of course, you're not supposed to say any of these things in polite society, decorum of mainstream country, right? This is supposed to be, shh, 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 don't let the fans know. Oh, which by the way, I'm sure pop's not any different. And I don't think it's any different with rap. I don't think it's any different right. with rap. So I think this I don't is think, radio. Yeah, I just want to put that out there because I doubt it's a just a country situation. This is not, and I will remind you that in my very opening cold comments, I stated that exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like this is about all of radio, and this is what we're really going to dive into, people, is radio, okay? Mm-hmm. So, And we're not going to talk about what's fair and what's not fair. We're just going to talk about the reality of what's going on. Because what's fair and what's not fair is an opinion, but the reality of what's going on is a fact. I'm going to support that in this episode, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's going to... 
it's going to leave your jaw hanging down. I think this is going to be, we're going to convert some people here now that we haven't maybe converted before that are not for nothing, still listening because they feel like they probably need to be converted. Right. The fact that Bobby Bones is the country radio industry's primary dancing monkey and mouthpiece is why the situation is so scandalous, at least in the eyes of many who feel that Mr. Bones just spewed acid into their faces. Both the CMAs and the ACMs have now responded to these comments, saying that they have checks and balances in place to ensure such things don't happen, which is both true and not. (laughs) Yes, there are checks. No, they don't keep the horse trading from happening, especially at the ACMs. How else do you think you get the last three Entertainer of the Year winners were Keith Urban, Thomas Redd, who somehow tied with Carrie Underwood, and last year, the rapidly declining Luke Bryan? Ouch. Mm. Right? Like Thomas Redd, I think we could, if we look at the sales, is not close to Carrie Underwood. <laughs> In, fandom and sales and all that but they're trying to push that i think is what he's trying to say here Mm. what bobby bones didn't address is how actual politics now play a big role in these awards as well as everyone tries to keep an extremely loud but severe minority of twitter larpers at bay if nothing else the statements of bobby bones should pilfer even more holes in the idea of what happens on country radio aka Rock radio, rap radio, pop radio, whatever. Mm-hmm. What happens on the radio is anyway representative of the actual world of country music. Here we go. Okay? Mm-hmm. Strap in. Country radio represents 5% or less of the artists that make country and roots music for a living. 5% or less is wow. on country radio. And you know what? Five years from now, that number's going to be even less than that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be less of a percentage because more people will figure out the Daredevil 101 mm-hmm. and learn that they can make a living without radio. That's right? right. Yet, think piece after think piece emanating from outside of country music fold and often from academia complaining about the lack of diversity in country music. You know what they use? the radio data as a statistical basis for their conclusions about the entire genre. Mm, yeah. Not for nothing. Didn't this just happen with Morgan Wallen? Right? Oh yeah. This is the way they all feel. Yeah. I saw that TikTok, and Bobby went on to say some other stuff too, about like radio, why it is the way it is, who their listener is. Oh yeah. No, we're just getting to that right now. Okay. Absolutely. I, will, I will let you go. So, Country radio isn't diverse. Right. It's incredibly homogenous and insular. And by the way, so is rap radio, so is pop radio, and so is rock radio. Right? Mm -hmm. Once it peaks, like you peak with the guys who, the artists who start the the movement, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then everybody's going to sign the copycat, and then it becomes homogenous and insular. And I have said on past episodes that you couple that whole natural reaction. So that certainly happened with hair bands back in the 80s, okay? When radio was super strong and rock radio was the number one format. So rock radio was country radio back in the 80s, right? Mm -hmm. It was that big, okay? And that happened. And there was no end in sight for radio. Radio was just fine. But now radio is not fine. And so you juxtapose that or, or you couple that, excuse me, with the sinking ship of radio Mm -hmm. and it has to be even more homogenous because we can't dare rock the boat right because we can't afford to sink faster (laughs) we're taking on enough water don't rock the boat we got enough holes in it right yeah so hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Climbers, do you have a groundbreaking song that the world needs to hear? Enter your song today in American Songwriters 2021 Song Contest to win $10,000 promotion across American Songwriter and a co-publishing deal with Live by Live. Get your songs in front of the contest judges who are also number one artists like Paul Stanley from Kiss. I love that. Vance Joy and Martina McBride, along with top A&R executives such as the senior VP of A&R at Atlantic Records and BBR Music Group. Go to americansongwriter.com forward slash song dash contest to enter. Again, that's americansongwriter.com slash song dash contest to enter. And if you use the coupon code CLIMB, all capital letters, C-L-I-M-B, you'll save 10% on your contest entry. No reason not to do it now, guys. So I'm going to just start this paragraph over again because it's super huge. Country radio isn't diverse. It's incredibly homogenous and insular. But that's only because it's a dying medium that in the streaming era only appeals to a niche audience that continues to be attractive enough to corporate beer distillers and domestic full-size pickup manufacturers for them to still advertise on the airwaves despite sagging ratings and relevancy. Mm -hmm. And this is coming from like the biggest DJ in country music, if not America. To be fair, this is the author of this article talking about Bobby Bones. I mean, Bobby said that. Did Bobby say it? Okay. He said so, that on the TikTok. I saw it. And I was like, oh, he just said that. Yes, he said that. It's true. Now, can we just stop right there for a second? Okay. So don't listen to what people say. My mom always told me, she's like, watch what people do. Because mm-hmm. what they're going to do is going to be the truth. What they say is not always going to be the truth. And it's refreshing to find somebody does what they say they're going to do, right? I think we can all agree on that, mm-hmm. okay? So aside from Bobby Bones' comments, Bobby Bones is on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Oh, my kids Why? love his show on Disney+, Plus, Breaking Bobby Bones. So now we're going to get to that. Now he's got a TV show. Yeah. Why? This guy is like, for all intents and purposes, the Howard Stern of country music. Mm-hmm. He's not as controversial as Howard Stern, so it's not in tone that he's similar. Right. But he is huge. Huge. In 80 markets he syndicated. Why is he looking for another job? He's an author. He writes books. Sound like two books. Yeah. Why? Howard Stern didn't start a show. Mm-hmm. They multi-purposed everything he does every morning anyway and turned it into an online TV show, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't doing anything different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was still just doing the same thing he's always been doing, but now you get video. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because those checks are getting smaller. Mm. Because he sees the end. Because he needs to do something different and needs to capitalize on the momentum that he's created with all the hard work he's put into it because... The ship is sinking. Yeah. I don't think Bobby's doing all the TV shows, the books, the Dancing with the Stars, the other stuff he does to bring in more listeners and demand more money as a DJ. I doubt that. No. It's probably because 
well, just like any wise investor, you diversify your portfolio, especially if one stock does not have good prospects in the future. He's like, I make my living as a personality. Yes. And I like his personality. And I need to show in whatever way that I can that I can step over to this other platform and work. Mm -hmm. And so he wins Dancing with the Stars. Now we're all of a sudden we're used to seeing him on TV. And now Hollywood is kind of going, oh, well, maybe this could work. I mean, what a perfect entry mm -hmm. in Hollywood. He was a guest on Man vs. Wild, the celebrity thing. Mm -hmm. It was Bear Grylls. We saw him in yeah. an episode of that. So he's like, I'll be a guest on one. Next thing you know, he's hosting his own. Yeah. He's just working yeah. his way through to be everywhere. This is intentional, people. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because there's going to come a time where they're just like, we can't afford to pay Bobby Bones what we're going to pay. And country music, as it devolves, it's going to go to like Jack Radio. Mm-hmm where we've got a thousand of your favorite country songs on rotation and we're just going to keep playing them off an iPod uh, yeah. off a hard drive. And we don't need the talent anymore because I don't need to pay him for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the listeners aren't there anymore. Which is why he's doing a podcast. Ugh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. People, do you see what's happening here? Radio isn't going to break you. Radio may not be around by the time you're far enough on your journey to be competitive enough to be on the radio, mm -hmm. right? So let that sink in for a second. Now, the other thing Bobby Bones exposed is the ultimate country radio insider. And by the way, again, if he was a rap radio guy or a rock radio guy or a pop radio guy, same story, I promise you, mm -hmm. okay? This isn't about country music. It's about radio. Yeah. It's all being orchestrated by the major labels and not radio. The corporate radio stations, this is huge. The corporate radio stations go along with whatever the labels tell them because the labels advertise and promote their big arena tours through those stations because touring is where the true money is. Mm. They don't want to piss off the labels because that's their big advertiser. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy is that, right? Like, the normal advertisers, by and large, with the exception of beer and pickup trucks, aren't there anymore. Mm -hmm. Because the juice isn't worth the squeeze. But because country music's about that, beer and pickups, it's affecting the art, I can tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. We're all sick of hearing that, aren't we? And the reason is because labels are, hey, they're pushing for that so they can scratch the back of the advertisers that are meaning as long as pickup trucks and beer are still throwing some support to the radios stations. Labels don't have to pay for it all. Did you mm -hmm. see this cycle guys? Do you see what's happening here? Like they are trying to keep radio flow because that's what they know. Tell you what they don't know. Digital tell you where they're not digital. And I don't mean streaming digital. I mean, they're not in your feed. The money that they spend keeping the radio stations afloat, if they spend 10th of that trying to promote their artists in your feed mm -hmm. with content that worked in your feed, mm -hmm. oh, this would be a different story, wouldn't oh, it? I mean, it blows my mind. All right, so my son Ozzy is a creator. So he likes comic books and that kind of stuff. And I used to make up my own comic books, my own comic book characters. So I've been getting back into some old, you know, issues of X-Men and some of that stuff, you know, from the late 80s, early 90s that like reliving my childhood because I got kids so I can do that now. And, mm -hmm. and been, you know, we've been making up some comic book characters together. It's good father-son bonding stuff. But anyway, I was like, it'd be fun to go read some of that old stuff. I went to a site called Comixology. And it's basically, you know, it's kind of like streaming for comic books. So you pay your advertisement or whatever. You pay your, your membership and then, you know, you can access all these old comic books or whatever. Like, yeah, nostalgia stuff, right? And... I was on that, I think it was like last night or night before. I close out of that website. I hop over to Facebook on my phone and boom, guess what's there? Comixology. All up in my feed. <laughs> they are up in my business. And I spent like two minutes on that site just going, nah, I'm just curious. I'm not going to pay for that right now, whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, are you sure about that? Because we got some Spider-Mans for you. And then I go to Amazon Music. Amazon Unlimited, I pay for subscription for that, or I may go on Spotify and I'm either researching somebody or I'm, you know, listening uh, just for pure enjoyment, whatever. They don't show up in my feed. Why do I not play a 
Tom McDonald new single, and he, well, he's independent, or like the new Jason Aldean, and then I close out my browser, I hop over to Facebook. Why is Jason Aldean all, all up in my feed? Or Carrie Underwood or Thomas Redd, whoever I'm listening to. Why yeah. aren't they? One thing, the middleman, Amazon's getting in the way. They're not telling the labels that, right? So label doesn't know to retarget me. But it's like, mm, well, and it's they never not, would because that's their business, not the label's business. Exactly. And the labels, it should be their business. But, okay, so everything Brent just said, there's still, right now, today, nothing going on there. This is a blue ocean for you, mm-hmm. the independent artist, to be where the labels are not. I went to Billy Carrington's website the other day, okay, because I was doing some research and I was working with an intern on an artist insight report for songwritingpro.com members. So I went to his website, you know, whatever there. Have I seen Billy Carrington pop up in my feed? No. No. Nope. But I've seen comic book stuff. Spider-Man's crawling all over my wall. Billy Carrington didn't. Why not? I went to his website. Maybe I want to hear his new video. Maybe I want to see his new whatever. Nope. Missed opportunity. Yeah. I could be a buyer. They don't know. How many times have everybody listening to my voice right now had a conversation with somebody that you know about, man, I was just talking about like lawnmowers the other day. And now it's everywhere. It's like, I'm pretty sure my phone or my Alexa is listening to me. And we all know how that conversation goes because we all have the same damn conversation. Right. Of course it is. That's exactly what they're doing. Blah, 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 blah. Which brings me back to your point, Brent. Yeah. Why isn't the music industry listening to you on all these devices? Right. I mean, I can tell what my wife looks at online because it starts showing up in my feed. I'm like, honey, you've been checking out patio furniture? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's interesting, babe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know that because I'm getting all these ads. Exactly. Like, I, I haven't never been looking at patio before. furniture. I guess you have been. Now, imagine you're young and you're in college and you're in a frat house and you're with a bunch of different people and somebody starts talking about an artist and then that artist starts showing up on everybody else's feed. Oh, oh, wait, what do you see? This is a different world. You got to think about it differently. And right now it's just the most amount of opportunity possible. But if you don't think this is where the labels are going to end up, you're wrong. They're just slow to the take because they're still trying to kick the can on radio. But radio is all but gone. People. They're like hanging out of the railing as it's sliding out, the Titanic sliding out from under them. They're like, nope, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I still got it. Hold on. Somebody prop up the band. Don't let them slide down or the music's going to go away while we sing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. You know. So the next paragraph is like Twitter activists screaming at individual radio station handles on Twitter or specific DJs to play more women or minorities are exposing their utter cluelessness of how the mainstream country industry works. By the way, mainstream pop industry, mainstream rock industry, mainstream rap industry, it all works the same. And as Bobby Bones just admitted specifically to the country genre, a record label will talk to another record label and go, okay, I'll give you this number one on this date, you give me that number one on that date, and... At radio, they're just facilitators, man. They're just doing whatever they can so they can wake up tomorrow and still tell everybody people still going to need radio because they need weather and local news and traffic. But we all know none of that crap's true. Mm -hmm. I got a weather app. I got Waze. And I got got so much local news, I don't need it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even own cable. I got in the car with my wife the other day after she dropped the kids because we had to drop another car off to get it worked on. And we were driving back to the house. I was like, I don't think I've heard a single song. Like, he's all been talking. Did I hear, like, ag futures? Did I just hear corn prices? He's like, yeah, I just want somebody talking, but I don't want all the drama, and I don't want all that stuff. I'll just turn on here. I'm like, who needs it for ag prices and corn futures? Commodities (laughs) on the radio. Like, I mean, I remember when I was a kid in the 80s, like, driving somewhere (laughs) with my dad, like, on the way to school or something in in the pickup, and we'd hear some of that, you know, here's the flood stage at the Cash River Patterson is at blah, blah, blah feet and the corn prices are. But you know what? That was like 1982. And you know why that worked in the car? Because the only other place you could get that was at home on TV. Or the newspaper, maybe. Or, or the newspaper or a magazine. That's right. right. And the magazine, no, because it's not going to be today's prices. 
And so there you go. So it's going to be the newspaper. That's all. You, that's the only place you can get it. Now we're getting it in real time. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden it becomes irrelevant. You don't play this game. This is the wrong game to play. This game is over. I still have conversations on a weekly basis about radio. People are going to go to radio. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, read this article. Like, ah, it freaks me out, you know? But on with this article here. Meanwhile, you have an artist like Tyler Childers, who I love, minting now two certified platinum singles and two certified gold singles and a certified gold album, all with virtually no help from corporate country radio at all the next line the next sentence two words it's over Mm -hmm. it's in the article folks it's over radio is no longer the gatekeeper of country music (gasps) i'm gonna say that one more time radio i'm gonna say it softer because this is gonna hurt (laughs) Radio is no longer the gatekeeper of country music. And continuing to LARP about how they won't let so-and-so in is wasted breath. Sure, corporate radio still does have some power of exposure in all the genres. And lingering relevancy, lingering relevancy. But that dwindles more and more every day while independent radio stations podcasts and playlists are the wave of the future and then the next line artists obsessing over radio play as if it is the only avenue to popularity are living in the past just as much as country radio itself I'm just going to let you think about that for a second. I couldn't have wrote this article better my damn self. (laughs) Artists obsessing over radio play as if it's the only avenue to popularity are living in the past just as much as country radio itself. It's also fair to point out that Bobby Bones has his own bones to pick here as well on a few occasions when he's been passed over. So he's got a bone to pick, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been passed over for radio awards for the CMAs and the ACMs. And those exist, but they're rarely televised, so you might not know about them. And it's his tendency to cry about it in some capacity when he thinks he's owed those awards. Maybe he is. I don't know. I'm not here to comment on that. Yeah. But... Bones thinks he's supposed to be the Ryan Seacrest at some point in his career while he's still stuck in Nashville on a dying medium and trying to draw attention to his media brand, which is big. Big, yeah. By competing on Dancing with the Stars, launching a lame reality show on a flailing National Geographic channel. Oh, but that's the article. It's not the climb saying that, by the way. Yeah, this is the article. All right. But... I don't think this paints a bad picture of Bobby Bones. In my mind, Bobby Bones is trying to figure out a way, to your point, Brent, to diversify his portfolio oh, yeah? and to keep his brand alive. I would be doing exactly the same thing. But my point in saying this isn't about anything in any disparaging way towards Bobby Bones. It's just about, look what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's the top guy on country radio. Why on earth is he doing Dancing with the Stars and getting some show on some some of these not-so-great channels to try to do something with his brand because it's going to disappear? Yeah, You get that? Which means radio's going to disappear, which means your career is not going to have anything at all to hold on to unless you freaking adapt right now and transform to the digital platform. Enough is enough. You can't pretend this isn't going to happen anymore. Bobby Bones has been a polarizing character in the industry with artists, his feuds, and his, he needs attention. There's no doubt about it. This is often the reason he's passed over for industry awards. He pisses people off. He's got loyal listeners, but a lot of people in the industry, they don't like him. And I think there's probably an element of revenge to that, but that doesn't mean that it's also not true. It's true. You know, and and what Bobby's doing, forget what he says, what he's doing should freak you out. If your dream is to break on radio, your wrong dream, 
And let's reassess the dream. What your dream really is, is to be an artist that makes a living singing in front of fans who sing your songs back to you and touring the world. That's the dream. Radio yeah. is just the way that you think it's going to happen. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's not. And there's too many people wasting money and not trying to completely pivot. And this is, gosh, it's hard. It is hard. That's a big freaking Grand Canyon size leap to get across. But you don't, you're not going to have a choice here. Right now, you've still got the opportunity to do it and have some good clean air. Because it's about to get messy, you know? Yeah, it's a blue ocean strategy, right? It's not where all the red ocean is, where all the blood's in the water and the sharks are having a feeding frenzy. Go where there's blue ocean, right? Radio is red ocean. It's Go a where your frenzy. competitors aren't. That's exactly. right. Exactly. But your fans where, are. Where your competitors aren't. Exactly. Yeah. Your fans are right there starving for this because they're not getting it on their feed from the label. Mm-hmm. A point that was so brilliantly put forth by you, Brent. Like, I'm in a comic book. I did all the stuff of comic books, and now I'm inundated. Yeah. And look, nothing about this artist or that artist. Well, it's the same thing that happened when Video Killed the Radio Star, right? So you had MTV popped out, you know, in the early 80s or whatever, and they needed content. And a lot of the Brits had videos. A lot of the U.S. artists did not. And so yep. then you had people like the Eurythmics and you know the second Brit invasion because that's who we had to watch. And I want my MTV and I want to watch it. Now I'm watching Andy Lennox do her thing. And a lot and of the new wave stuff, right? The, like, yeah, they had videos that other yeah. people didn't. There was some blue ocean. And so your blue ocean isn't going to be MTV anymore, but it's going to be digital. That's a really digital. good point, man. That, that's a really good point. You know, there are a lot of artists that you know the names of that broke – on MTV, maybe they had one or two singles. Maybe they just had, I mean, everybody knows, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You'll mm. blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Okay. That was like a one hit wonder, mm. right? But then there are artists who just blew up on MTV because they adapted to the new medium and this hot medium that everybody was going to was there. And right now, as much as you think social media has played out and maybe you're bored of it or maybe you think it takes up too much of your time or maybe you're one of those, I don't even know what to say about these people who just love to tell me, hey, I don't know that fancy TikTok, Instagram, Facebook stuff, I'm off the grid. Okay, that's okay to be off the grid, but not if you're an artist because that's mm-hmm. like saying being on radio and being an artist is somehow a cheat. <laughs> right. Right? Like, it's not. And right now, they're not there. It's like saying, I'm going to be an NFL player, but I, I stay out of them stadiums. Yeah, exactly. Because stadiums are bad. That's it's still do that. happen there. Yeah, I'm just going to beat people up in a local I'm, parking lot and not make any field. money. Practice field. That's where yeah. I make my money. Not stadiums. I don't go there. I'm off that grid. The radio thing is over. And there's mm. a lot of artists right now with budgets i'm thinking a few of my friends if you're listening to my voice and you got this and you got that going on you're spending it in all the wrong places this isn't going to get you anywhere nobody's listening to the radio you're not looking for spins in all the wrong places (laughs) looking yeah spending my cash in all the wrong places but you know what It's time to change. I'll I'll tell you, I'm just going to read the last paragraph of this article because there it is. It says, luckily, though, there's never been more avenues to circumvent Music Row. And in this case, side note here, Music Row is, that's the system for country music, but there's one for pop, there's one for rap, there's one for rock. It's all Mm. the same, right? So keep crying and shaking your little balled up fists at the system Hmm. or get busy working beyond it. Right. Because that's what Willie and Waylon did. And that's what guys like Tyler Childers and Cody Jinks are doing today. And they're succeeding by doing it their own way. So I can't be any more clear than what this article was about. It's over, guys. The biggest fish are trying to find other ponds to -hmm. jump to. And right now, they haven't made it into the feeds yet. They'll get there. They're going to figure it out. 
sooner or later and they're going to start thinking about instead of spending money to put people on radio and to keep radio afloat mm -hmm. because that's where their relationships are and that's all they know eventually it's going to come around to spending money and putting people in the feed which is what you can be doing right now for a lot less money because when the majors come into the feed it's going to cost you more money to get that same spot yeah to get those same amount of views so there it is guys that brings us to the end of another climb episode here i hate being right i mean <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like we've been wrong yet. <laughs> you know, we've been calling this right on the money. So mm -hmm. we can help you with this, by the way. If you listened to last Friday's video content challenge, folks, that was, I honestly didn't know what we were going to get out of that because I'd like, I thought I'd done a pretty good job of, of lining <laughs> up the content that we're going to come out with from Matt Bailey. And then, Brent, you straight up took it to another level and matt piggybacked off of that mm -hmm. and, and came with some cool stuff and now we've got like a boatload of content to promote that single with that can give that song some life at bats that are low cost things to do we just mm -hmm. have to decide to do them and execute them you know and th this is what we want to help you do so if we can help you with that guys you know email us at info at daredevilproduction.com and let's talk let's get to work let's help you get into the feeds and get where the labels aren't guys this podcast exists because we want you to win so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.